Are you guys ready to record this whole thing all over again? <laughs> I didn't care for it. I didn't buy it. That, that seems pretty ridiculous. I don't even want to think about the possibility of you having your dick out. Yikes. This is the most important thing in the universe. What happened to it? I, I, I don't know. I needed to suck in absolutely every moment of awesomeness. Yeah. Welcome back to another fun and festive episode of the Geek Legacy Podcast, where we talk about everything in the realm of entertainment news, so long as it falls under the geeky umbrella. It is episode 356, if you're keeping score. I'm Justin Cavender. With me, as always, Mr. Randy Van Dyke. How are you doing today? I'm especially good, because you know what my lucky number is? 356. All right, I'll take it. Go buy a lottery ticket. Oh, wait. Hell yeah. <laughs> and also, we have Mr. David Evanson. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. I spent the last 263 days watching every single DC movie, all 30 of them, so that I can rank them all for you guys later in the show. Great. I, I'm looking forward to that Justin? 30 being cut down to 10. Oh, <laughs> 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 good. No complaints, except that I'm getting old. I, I started thinking the other day where it was, am I, at, I don't think I'm there yet, but the, the time where you have uh, even though you have what is it, fewer years remaining than you than you had before. So we're like right. the whole middle aged idea. I mean, obviously we live a lot longer now. Yeah, more years behind you than you have in front of you. That that's it. That's yeah. that's the expression I was looking for. Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't feel old at all, but I I just remember that when my parents were forty, you know, they've had three kids. You know, one was getting ready to go to college. And I haven't even had my first one yet. <laughs> so I was just like kind of doing the math. And I'm just, I'm, I was laying in bed and I was just like, holy shit, dude, what have I been doing for the last, you know, 20 years? I have no regrets per se, but I do think that once you start having these thoughts of mortality, <laughs> decisions start to become more important than others. <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck me, dude. I can't believe I'm already, you know, 41. And, you know, I need to do this, I need to do that, I haven't done this, I really want to do this, and I haven't, and now I never will, and blah, blah, blah. And so, it was just kind of a weird, like, last thoughts to have before I closed my eyes. And it, I wasn't, like, yeah. sad or depressed or anything. It was just, I started to get a little sweaty, <laughs> like, just laying in bed. I'm just like, man, it's so hot in here. And just, just sort of thinking and reflecting. And I hadn't had a night like that in a really long time. Uh, where it was just my head was so full of just crazy thoughts and I wasn't even like doing anything heavy before I went to bed I was just like watching Silicon Valley and laughing and having a good time But I think maybe it was just sort of the the mental exhaustion of laughing You know how you do that sigh after you laugh so much where your body's just kind of like oh, Just that sort of relief. Well, I did yeah. that relief and then all of a sudden I'm just like fuck. <laughs> what have I been doing for the last 41 years? Oh. But look at it this way you, you you say you're kind of feeling like you're getting off to a late start having a kid and everything, but you're doing it. You're you know you're doing it. Better late than never. You're you know you're not that old. My my dad was forty when I was born, uh, so you'll be a little bit older in comparison than he was. And he was kind of always the older dad of all my friends and everything like that. Um, I could always very clearly tell that that you know my my dad was older and did more old man things than than their dads did. But you know it, that that never mattered, and I never felt like that uh, diminished the quality of the relationship that I had with him, or uh, the time that I had with him, or my childhood at all. So don't think that that's going to be any kind of negative for your kid. And and as far as you're concerned, I mean, like I said, it better better late than never. You know, you're right. doing it. You're still right. you're still fucking doing it. You wanted to do it, and you're doing it. How awesome is that? Right. You know. No, that's so don't. True. Yeah. Try try not to let those kind of thoughts get like bur burrow too deep into your brain right uh, because uh there's really no good can come of that you're doing the fucking thing maybe a little bit you know later than you would have liked but you're fucking doing it i think i think a lot of it too is just like now my left knee kind of pops weird ways <laughs> <laughs> like i'm a little sore sometimes and i'm just like man i gotta keep up with this kid and he's gonna want to uh, you know, kick a ball and play chase and all these fun things and i'm gonna be like fuck can't we take you a know, break for a second <laughs> The good thing about that, though, is it's going to, in a way, it's going to force you to kind of keep young, keep limber. Like, right. you're going to have to stretch. You're going to have to, like, that kid will be your exercise. It's like, it's pro probably you're going to be healthier chasing that kid around than, than you have felt in a while. Who knows? So. You know? It's, you have that problem, it's probably going to be a good thing. 
with what? Like with just keeping up around? with, yeah. Nah. I mean, there's, there'll be days where you're like, your kid's going to be like, let's go do this thing. And you're like, <laughs> and like and, and like it's like last thing in the world you want to do, but then like two seconds into doing, you're like, what an asshole I was, stuff like that. Like, you know, like you know, when you have a kid, like you know, I'm sure you're going through the same stuff. You're like, my kid ever asks me to play video games or watch a movie or go play football or something like that, you're gonna jump to it every time. And like 99 out of 100 times, like you're instantly gonna be like, yeah, let's do it. But then sometimes it's like you know, it's like 7:45 on a day where you work like 14 hours and you're like. I really want to get the bikes out right now. And, you're like, uh, <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, yeah. you're like, you know what? My dad would have. I got to be at least <laughs> as good as my dad. Um, so yeah, it's just it's, it comes to the territory. It's, it's going to ebb and flow. You're going to have days where, and then it gets more complicated if your kids get into stuff like you have like no like 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 Zach's really into soccer and like I have no affinity for soccer. If they want to play baseball, football, basketball, things like that, like. I know everything there is to know, and I could I could play with them. But like soccer, I'm like, all right, well, I'll be in the goal, and you just kick at me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was immediately went to goal. I was like, yeah, I'll be the goalie. Yeah, because I mean, at the end of the day, like it's just you know, like whoa, my watch just talked to me. At the end of the day, like um, like hanging out with the kids is like the greatest thing in the history of the universe. Like we were just playing a board game, and it was like I had time I like, even though like I had no idea what was going on in this game, and I probably played it all wrong and stuff like that. Or you know, my kids watching Flash and. You know, I have no interest in watching the Flash anymore. But he's like, 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 like Zach just gets into stuff that like I sh- that I'm into and stuff like that. So it's like great. Like he's like, hey, let's go to the movies and watch blah blah blah. I'm like, oh, that's a fucking great idea. And sorry, babe, gotta go to the movies. Zach wants to go. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's it's it, it. You know, I know it's cliche and stuff like that, but like it literally will. Like everyone, you know, everyone's gonna say, oh, it costs a bunch of money to have a kid. And, oh, you don't have your free time anymore. This or that and stuff like that. But like. I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I mean, it's 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 so rewarding. You know, you're gonna be there the first time that like your kid discovers chocolate. You know, <laughs> and like you know, like you know, we take it for granted. We've had chocolate a million times, but it's like stupid things like that that stick out in my mind. Like I remember like the first time I was, I fed you know Zachary like peaches, and he's like, oh my god, like <laughs> looked at me like like I was like a wizard that just conjured like happiness into his into his life and stuff like that, or. The first time they like ride a bike, or you know, they, uh, you know, things like that. It's just like there's no amount of money that you can put a price tag on like that kind of stuff. So I know everyone likes to focus on the negatives, but there are just so many positives. That, but yeah, there's going to be days where you're like, "Fuck, I just, I just want to play my video games." <laughs> yeah, I, I remember the first time that Randy ate a blood orange in front of me, and I did not like it. <laughs> Comfortable <laughs> from start to finish. So Randy's just like staring at me. <laughs> Well, I doubt your kid is going to be like eating it and like licking into it all seductively like I was doing to you. So. That was the worst. <laughs> Did you even taste it? No, you it I mouth? can't do it. It grossed me out. I didn't like it. It looked like people. Put it, I couldn't do it. Put it, put it in your mouth. Roll it around a little bit. No, sir. Oh, man. And then you sent me a video of you eating one. <laughs> You're like, oh, I got blood on my beard. Oh, it was so <laughs> gross. <laughs> I think I still have that video. <laughs> I'm sitting in my office at work. I don't, it's just dripping down my beard. Oh, God. I don't like it. Not a fan. Yeah. Oh. And that was when I had my really big, thick, thick, curly mustache. I remember that. I have that video. You weren't the only one I sent it to. <laughs> it was It was dicey. Yeah. Oh. Man, that was like my first sexting, and it was over a blood orange with one of my best friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was dirty. I needed to shower afterwards. I didn't like it. <laughs> not a fan. Oh, speaking of not liking things, Scarlett Johansson, she's upset, as she should be, I would imagine. Um, she's uh, suing Disney. And this story, of course, happened last week, but we didn't have a show last week, unfortunately. I was out of town. Sorry about that. I was in Seattle having a good old time. But uh, I did get this awesome news about Scarlett Johansson being upset with Disney because, you know, Disney was like, uh, basically, it was a breach of contract to where, at least in her mind, it was a, a breach of contract to where she was supposed to get a lot of residuals uh, based off of its performance in the box office. Of course, that being Black Widow. But then Disney's like, well, hey, we're going to have it on Disney Plus as well. And uh, she believes that she got shortchanged upwards of $50 million. Disney, of course, is like scoffing at her like, what are you nuts? You know, Disney fully com- 
complied with Ms. Johansson's contract, and furthermore, the release of Black Widow on Disney Plus with Premier Access has significantly enhanced her ability to earn additional compensation on top of the $20 million she has received to date. And this is interesting because when I watched the trailer for fucking Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, it literally says on there, only in theaters kind of thing. And that's kind of like salt in the wound. <laughs> I think I'm just like, oh, man, that kind of sucks. And we've, we've talked about the value of, of the premier access. And, you know, I, I actually was one of those people that got Black Widow on Disney+. Plus. Watched it with another human being in the room. I have the, the replay value to where I can just keep watching it and watching it and watching it. It's great for me. Not so great for Scott Johansson, I suppose. And I would be just as upset as her if that was uh, in my contract that I was going to be getting money based on its box office performance when, I mean, upwards, what is it like? Basically half dollar-wise went to Disney+. Plus. Uh, that's That's got to be a pretty big uh, blow to the gut. Uh, David, I know. Oh, go ahead, Randy. What were you going to say? Uh, no, go ahead and continue your train of thought. Go well, ahead. I was just going to say, uh, David has been a pretty big advocate of of the the cinema and you know defending them and and they need to stay open and and they should have their cut too. And Disney's like, fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, we've been having this conversation for a year and a half, basically, right? Since since COVID was a thing and we had to shut down our country. And it was literally a matter of our theaters going to be closing. How many have closed across the country? Uh, you know, we are losing a staple in in you know the world's favorite pastime, basically, is with these cinemas closing. And then Disney does this move like this, where it's literally going to be one of the biggest movies of the year. And then they just say, "Hey, guess what? You can watch it at home too." <laughs> That's kind of fucked up. I mean, I know that I'm I'm one of those people that took advantage of the deal and everything. Um, but I can, I definitely see, you know, both sides. I know as a consumer, it helped me out, but as an entertainer or a business owner, I would be upset. David, what are your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that one of the things that uh, is kind of being underreported is that Scarlett Johansson went to Disney like a year ago and said like, Hey, so uh, we're going to do this Disney plus thing. Uh, I think we need to renegotiate our contract. You know, obviously I have heavy incentive bonuses. Um, you know, as someone who was integral to the beginning of the MCU, um, you know, let's renegotiate. And Disney's like, no, I think your contract's fine as it is. So, I mean, Disney knew about a year ago that Scarlett Johansson was going to sue them. You know, <laughs> she was basically like, well, I mean, you owe me, you know, you know, so I think that, I think she's got a tough road to hoe. And I think that if she had not already kind of exited the MCU, I don't know if she would be suing Disney. Like, uh, uh, you know, I think she, at this point, She's like, oh, what else do I have to lose? I'm probably not going to be in another MCU movie. Might as well, you know, maximize my paycheck and stuff like that. Um, so I have no problem with her with her doing that. As far as like studios, you know, using premium on demand, um, you know, now that COVID seems to be that ticket that won't go away, uh, thanks Florida and thanks Texas. Um, it, it it appears that you know I'm sure Shang-Chi will probably end up going uh, premium access. I'm sure that you know for the foreseeable future we'll continue to have. Um, you know, pre- premier access for VOD and stuff like that. And I think that, you know, like Justin said, it's, you know, it's great. You know, I have, I have a family of four. If all four of my family members wanted to watch Black Widow, I would have gotten premium on video on demand, you know. But my it was just me and my kid, my, my younger son. So I'm like, hey, let's just go to the movie theater and check it out and stuff like that. You know, you can't beat the theatrical experience. Um, but if for some families, you know, I'm very fortunate that I never had to lose my job during COVID and, you know, uh, you know, we are in a, in a good state of our family, but you know, other places, you know, going out to the movie theater with like five people, you know, that's, that's, that's a luxury that some people can't afford. And if Disney's offering a more affordable option, um, you know, more power to them. Right. What about you, Randy? Yeah. Um, what I'm curious about is uh, kind of Disney's comeback to uh, their response to her suing them, basically saying that uh, her current deal, she's going to make, you know, what was it like almost as much as she would have if it were uh, released just uh, 
uh, in theaters. So that leads me to wonder, is there also a percentage of streaming or premium video on demands uh, that this would fall under uh, the umbrella of that she's also getting a portion of? And that's just not being disclosed. Like maybe she's getting X percent of theatrical and maybe a little bit less of streaming or premium VOD. So now since all of, since a lot of this has shifted to that premium VOD, she's getting less, but is it really that much less you know, than not getting the theatrical at all? Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess that's, that's that, that, that since you know this movie was you know been in production and contracts were done well well before COVID, that I mean I'm sure that premium VOD wasn't even something that she bothered to put in her contract because it was going to be such a, a minuscule amount of money, um, and so I would imagine that she probably is not getting anything from Disney Plus, and that's probably what's irking her. This is a, this is a little similar to like what the WWE was doing. So WWE, the wrestling company. You know, people would get paid based off how many pay-per-view buys, like WrestleMania and SummerSlam and Royal Rumble, how many pay-per-views those got. However, when they went to the network and they're no longer charging for pay-per-views, uh, you know, a wrestler named CM Punk, you know, was very critical of, well, what are we getting paid for these events? You know, we, I, you know, I was getting $200,000 to wrestle for WrestleMania based off pay-per-view buys, but now that that's not it and you're not disclosing how many people rent WrestleMania, um, you know, how do I know if you're giving me my fair amount? And while Disney did report, you know, earnings from Disney Plus, you know, most streaming services are no, are not obligated to report those numbers. So it could easily have been a situation where Disney's like, oh yeah, only like eight people rented it. Sorry, Scarjo, you get like right. one of them you know, was Justin gonna, Cavender. Yeah. Like, only, <laughs> only eight people rented. it. We're going to give you all all two hundred forty of those dollars just to, to just as a sign of good faith. Go with God type thing. Right. I think another uh, takeaway was that uh, Disney said this lawsuit is especially sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID-19 pandemic to where they're trying to make her out to be just this bad guy. And it's so funny because, you know, they lay off all those employees, all these executives got bonuses and raises. And it's like, dude, come on. You are the mouse. Everyone knows that you, <laughs> you're, you're like upper management is paid buku bucks especially in times like these and you're gonna fucking say something like that that's that's pretty hardcore yeah it's fucking balls. Balls. <laughs> yeah oh they have little mickey mouse ears on <laughs> and uh i thought that was pretty nuts dude i'm like whoa 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 calm down guys you you are are pretty terrible right now <laughs> oh yeah. yeah so well i'm curious to see how this plays out uh i'm definitely in scar joe's corner on this one yeah it seems like from from everything i've heard just now that she's definitely in the right in all of this yeah we'll see how it plays out man kevin feige was you know he had commented something like you know being pretty upset about uh disney's take and approach in this whole situation yeah so well david did we lose you no, I'm here. Okay. I heard myself. It was weird. Um, okay, cool. All right, well, moving on. Uh, some more exciting news. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We're big fans. I have an arcade machine right behind me, for crying out loud. Love the turtles. And uh, our buddy, Mr. Colin Jost from Saturday Night Live. Him and his brother. Mr. Are Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, Mr. Scarlett Johansson, right? That's funny. Uh, he and his brother, Casey, are tapped to write a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. That's exciting. Uh, he's a super funny guy, and uh, I'm actually looking forward to it. Yeah, I love the idea. I, I don't know. One of my favorite things to watch periodically on like YouTube is the Saturday Night Live sketches uh, for a Weekend Update. At the end of every season, uh, Michael Che and Colin Jost write jokes for each other that they have mm -hmm. live, live on air that they've never seen before. And and it's funny because Colin Jost always be like, and we agreed this year we weren't going to be racist. We were going to keep it clean <laughs> above board. And I'm like, the first one he reads like a picture of Martin Luther King, he's like, oh, man, I am so screwed. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it talks about, like, uh, this is the 50th anniversary of the death of Martin, Martin Luther King. But let's, let's be honest, if, if he just kept his mouth shut, none of this would happen. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah he, and then Michael he, J. is just he, like, whoa, that's racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've got to say, Weekend Update is probably my favorite part of uh, Saturday Night Live these days. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, I probably my entire career of 
being an adult or even a teenager for that matter, watching Weekend Update was always my favorite. Well, usually once Weekend Update was over, I would kind of tune out and do something else. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. put like most of the A-list material. Useful. Yeah, they put the A-list material in the first half of the show. Then after Weekend Update, it's it's bedtime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's yeah. Fair. I remember when it was Tina Fey and Amy Poehler when they were doing it. It's so funny. And then uh, yeah. Jimmy Fallon yeah. did it for a while with Amy Poehler, and Seth Meyers did it. Of course, way back when Norm McDonald and Kevin Neely, even Chevy Chase. Yeah, uh, even um, Colin Quinn did it after once Norm McDonald got fired, Colin Quinn took it over. It was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, it took me a while to, to warm up to Colin Quinn because I was a big Norm McDonald fan, and it was a very different approach. But uh, Colin Quinn's a pretty funny guy. Too. <laughs> I've definitely come around on him in the last couple of years. Yeah, he was funny. And like, if a joke didn't land or something, he'd be like. Colin Quinn, remote control. <laughs> Just go back to an old TV show they did. That was kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, I remember everyone was pretty sad with Norm MacDonald. Uh, yeah, he's like a love him or hate him kind of comedian. And he's so funny. And you know, Dave Letterman and, and Conan O'Brien absolutely adore Norm MacDonald. He's been on their show a billion trillion times when they were on the air, for that matter. And he's just so fucking funny. And he stays for the other guests. And he just kind of has a good time. And I always love that about him. I like how he's quirky. I like how he takes risks on his jokes. They don't all land, but that's what makes him even funnier is when he says something that's not really funny, but he just goes for it. I think that's always awesome. He just stares at the camera like no one noticed. Like, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was too bad that Dick Eversall was such good friends with OJ and just didn't like him. It's too bad. Yeah, he did a lot of OJ jokes. He did. My favorite was when... Uh, he got like uh, when he first got caught, like shoplifting or not shoplifting. He did something, and it was like, uh, yeah, he's going to trial, and the jury's gonna looking to indict him on this and then this, but mostly murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forget who won that when he hosted the ESPYS, and someone won the Heisman Trophy. He's like, you know, they can never take that away from you, unless of course you murder your wife and some waiter. <laughs> it's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's edgy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Very excited for it. I'm a fan. Usually, even like the Michael Bay ones that everyone was like freaking out about, I really enjoyed those. I thought it was fun. It's fucking Ninja Turtles. I don't, I don't understand the the anger and frustration that comes from turtles <laughs> that do martial arts. The whole idea, the, the very title is so absurd. That I feel like you just need to suspend disbelief and 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 have a good time. I don't I don't get yeah, that. Because remember they were they were all freaking out about like their noses. I'm like, what what that that's that that's where you're concerned about their noses don't look realistic. <laughs> These are like five foot tall turtles that do ninjutsu and who are trained by a giant rat. And your line is their nose. <laughs> but you, but you know what 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 really comes down to is we were all spoiled growing up in the 80s and 90s with those first movies. At least the first one, anyway. It's so good. And the costumes were amazing. And the animatronics for the face and everything. I love those original Ninja Turtle movies. And uh, that's what got me into watching the cartoon. I never collected the toys or anything. But it was the fucking movie that just like, wow, these are fucking cool. And it really kind of opened my eyes to the Turtles. Mm-hmm. Secret yeah, I, I love the cartoon. I loved how Uncle Phil yeah. was the voice of Shredder. I thought it was so awesome. Um, just ate it up, man. But I mean... Yeah. What's interesting too, because like, you know, I was already starting. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Like, once you get to a certain age, you just kind of quit playing with toys. Whether that be like uh, pre-junior high, junior high, high school, whatever. Everyone's different. But I mean, I was already kind of on the cusp of not really enjoying action figures so much. Like having, like being in my room playing on my playsets. You know, that wasn't a thing anymore. That stuff was getting put up in the rafters and the in the garage. You know, stuff like that. So. But I still liked watching fucking the Ninja Turtles cartoon regardless. You know, I could pop it on right now and enjoy the shit out of it. Even though it's, like, so ridiculously dated and they say words like tubular and cowabunga. I don't care. I, I fucking love it. Um, you know, and same same goes for He-Man. We were talking about this. Uh, Dave, you watched uh, Revelation, Master of the Universe Revelation before any of us did. And I, I sat down. I watched all five episodes in one night. And I really enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. And, you know, I, I didn't understand... The frustration. I know that people were upset that He-Man's barely in it, but I mean, it is called Masters of the Universe Revelation. It's not called He-Man. Um, you know, the animation is a little bit different. It's cool, um, but you know, I, I took to Twitter and, and 
you know, I was like, uh, I don't know what all the fuss is about with Masters of the Universe Revelation. I, I really enjoyed the first five episodes and can't wait for more. At 41, I've watched slash own every episode of He-Man cartoons, loved the movie, read comics, bought most of the toys, and been a fan my entire life. So as someone that fits the demographic of He-Man for 41 years, I was able to give it a glowing review and say it was awesome and I can't wait for more. And uh, I wasn't alone. This was like one of my most popular tweets ever ended up having like 242 likes which isn't a lot in the grand scheme of things but i mean for just a an off the the cuff comment about he-man and then there are 41 comments and so most people agree there's only like three people that were like oh it's boring or oh it's stupid or oh kevin smith lied but i mean whatever dude it's fucking yeah. match to the universe yeah, it was, cartoon it was awesome. that was cool yeah. <laughs> yeah i liked that a lot i think i think people just pissed at kevin smith because yo this is this was this is clearly Tila's story, which is fine, but you know he kind of went out of his way when you know people started to to to, to report that it was going to be Tila's story. I'm like, oh no no no, trust me, trust me, it's not uh, He Man. He's in it, and all the packaging for toys got He Man on it, and all the posters had He Man, and on Netflix title screens had He Man, and then you know, spoiler, He Man goes goes away, and after the first episode. Uh, to where I think that if Kevin Smith maybe hadn't made those comments, I think a lot of things would have been different. Like I'm like you, Justin. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. Uh, I thought it was it was a it was a great show. The first episode shows off like basically everything that ever was a toy for Masters of the Universe, and I was here for it. Um, and you know, I I, I didn't like to look like half an episode because she was kind of a uh, you know, I, I felt she was she kind of overreacted over her dead friend's secret. <laughs> Um, but by the end, you know, once Orko comes into the picture and like has his moment, and you know, Evelyn has her moments and stuff like that. And I actually cared about Evelyn for a second, and then, you know, of course, there, there's that big twist at the end. Um, I don't know how you could watch that and not be like, "Fuck!" Now I want to know what happens next. Right, and that's just it. Is who knows? This could even be a third of the story. Right now, it's it's five episodes in. Um, there's more to come. So I mean, yes, it was very Tila focused at the beginning, but. Uh, I mean, even Rocky got beat in Rocky 3, and then he comes back and wins. <laughs> so it's like, calm down. It's not over yet. What the fuck? He, lo- he loses in Rocky 1, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, they talk. Yeah, that's true. That is true. It is. It goes to, it does go to Apollo Creed. But, like, yeah. I guess it's a draw, right? And then, um, but, I mean, still, He-Man shows up in flashbacks. Uh, he is in Praeternia, whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, there's all this this whole lore of these champions. Like it was so cool to just expand on the lore of Masters of the Universe, and there was all these fun things that sort of canonized everything that we have seen in He-Man so far. Even the little flying discs that show up in the fucking He-Man movie for crying out loud. Those little hoverboards that they're on, they use those in this fucking cartoon, and that's cool. That's awesome. And he's like, he's like, you remember these? <laughs> it's kind of funny. I was I'm like, like I do. <laughs> yeah, we need fucking. Uh, Strickland up in this with his shotgun shooting a bunch of dudes. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, um, I, I, uh, so, apparently the next one's going to be a uh, Evelyn focus. It's going to be like her kind of her story because you know she's very conflicted after the first ep- first uh, five episodes. Um, but yeah, I can't wait. Um, speaking of the Master Universe like movie, like, I randomly watched it like probably like two weeks ago. Like it was, it's on like YouTube like free movies or something like that. So I sat there and like watched it on like YouTube in the background or something and. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not terrible. <laughs> I had like I'd say like the first like twenty minutes of that movie are really really good. Like, all the stuff on Eternia with like the insurrection, like Skeletor's insurrection. Oh, like, so badass! It off. And even when they go to like Vildor's hut and like the you know whatever their stormtroopers you know go in to kick it in, like like it's actually a really good. Movie. Once they go to Earth, you know your mileage may vary. And then, but once they get back to Eternia, it's awesome again. So like the the movie book is pretty good. Hmm. No, so I, as somebody I, who's only seen the movie and never seen any of the cartoons uh, or never had any of the toys or anything like that, but just after our conversation from last time, um, I have added it to my queue and I've decided to commit to watching it just to see if it hits me anywhere near the way it's hitting you guys. It's fine. It's, I dig it. It's, it's, it's five episodes. Each are like 24 minutes. I mean, you, like, uh, you know, I, wa- I watched the first two episodes before our podcast, then I watched the next two right after the podcast, and I watched the finale on the third game. So... But you can yeah, easily cool. binge in like one 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 swoop. And I, and I just like how Beastman and, and Evelyn are still like a dynamic duo. They still do everything together, which I thought was really cool. Um, I liked all the voice acting. I thought it was just so much fucking fun. And by the way, uh, you mentioned the 
we talked about the Master of the Universe movie, the live action film with Dolph Lundgren. When Skeletor shows up on the like that hologram sort of PA system for Eternia, I fucking love that. I think that's so cool. He's just talking to all of Eternia. He's like, people love Eternia. And he like goes on his whole monologue about being a Bond villain. I fucking love it. Um, yeah, I remember as a kid just, just loving the, yeah, the, the hologram sort of like, wow, he's like everywhere, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Some people just have a space. Some people have like a full body. Uh, it's like total Jetsons technology. It's fucking awesome. And then um, uh, Chelsea Field, she was Tila. She is also, I just watched two things with her the other day. I watched The Last Boy Scout yesterday, and she is in that. She's Bruce Willis's wife. And then she's also in uh, Harley Davidson, The Marlboro Man. She's the the lady that likes Don Johnson. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. More you know, right? <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, that's Tila. So, she's not anyway. a very good wife in The uh, Last Boy Scout. Spoiler alert. No, she's... Uh, she cheats on her husband. Who's in the closet? No, what are you talking about? Yeah, that movie's nuts. Anyway, Ninja Turtles, He Man, it's all it's all good. Check it out. Uh, moving along, how about uh, Flash Gordon, David? I know you're a big Flash Gordon fan. Uh, I think the music alone is pretty incredible. Plus, Timothy Dalton for crying out loud is in Flash Gordon, which is also amazing. But uh, Taika Waititi was going to be doing an animated movie, and that is now going to be live action. And uh, he's a super mega fan of Flash Gordon. Of course, this that movie came out in 1980, I believe. So 41 years, I think we're due for a reboot. Um, this is one of those movies that you feel like when you watch it, George Lucas is going to sue somebody kind of thing. Uh, especially when they're in like the not Ewok village, which I mean, obviously that was before Return of the Jedi, but most people have seen fucking Star Wars and would be watching Flash Gordon for the first time and be like, where have I seen this before? <laughs> interestingly enough, Flash Gordon was before Return of the Jedi. Uh, but I, I'm, exci- I'm excited for it because... Uh, Flash Gordon sort of this weird space opera kind of movie. It's very sexual. It's very toit. <laughs> There's a lot going on. It's pretty funny. Um, it's 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 something. <laughs> and uh, and I'm here for it. So, uh, David, what are your thoughts on a, on a live action reboot, especially in the hands of Taika Waititi? So, I mean, I would have been on board day one for uh, you know a live action Flash Gordon, but I mean, you put in like. The, the quirkiness of Ataka Watiti into a property that just is just dripping with like just just craziness ridiculousness it oozes the the mean sexuality and you know terrible terrible at wooden lines like Flash Gordon of Earth <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah. there's just so much so much fun stuff about it and uh, you know just what Taika Watiti did to Thor you know what what he's done and all of his just he, he's done some just movies on paper that are just crazy like you know he did a mockumentary about like vampires living in living in like downtown, so funny. wherever New Zealand or whatever. Uh, you know, he did a movie where a kid's imaginary friend was Adolf Hitler. I mean, I mean, for Christ's sake! I mean, like he's he's definitely out there and uh, he's making some really good choices. And I I can't wait to see you know his interpretation of Flash Gordon because you know the the parallels that between Flash Gordon and Star Wars are very apparent. You know, George Lucas has been very honest about like you know his desire to to take like buck rogers and flash gordon and put them on the big screen for star wars um and then of course when flash gordon came out after star wars there's a little uh, there's a little parallel <laughs> justin pointed out um but you know got crazy hawkman and you know fighting with lasers fighting stuff and well was that your dog or my dog well my dog i'm alone <laughs> okay yeah, she's good. She was just dreaming. She's laying on the sofa. Oh, nice. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I can't wait. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> I, th- I oh, thought I one can't. of you was like... Not me, I don't have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was strange. That was Flash Gordon. He heard you. Now, yeah. <laughs> Randy, have you given any thought about casting choices for uh, this Flash Gordon movie? Um, I haven't, but... Considering I have actually worked with the original Flash Gordon, Mr. Sam Jones, um, I mean, how can you replace that guy? <laughs> <laughs> I think time is going to replace that guy. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Uh, he he's a hilarious and he's a good sport. Um, but no, I, I really don't know. Um, 
I think I'd almost kind of like to go uh, like take George Lucas's approach to uh, to the Star Wars movies and try to go with somebody that's maybe an unknown um, and maybe not try to go for the stunt casting by putting a big star in the role of yeah, like a Hemsworth. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, I was gonna say with T, T's got the Rolodex from the MCU. You know, there's a couple Chris's in there that could fill the role. I know, I know, and that is kind of his mo to to kind of go that direction. So. I don't know. I, I don't really have anybody in mind in particular, but you did say Chris Emsworth, and that would be pretty fucking perfect. Especially since he's so funny. Like Chris yeah. Emsworth is is his his comedy is just on point, and I think that he could do. I mean, I don't know if he would want to, but I could picture it. He's a big dude. He's he's funny, and I think it would work. But uh, I'm I'm all for anybody, even a, even an unknown, giving somebody a chance. I think that would be great. But. Taika Waititi does bring out the best in, in his talent. Speaking of Chris Hemsworth, have you seen his like training videos? Because you know, he's playing Hulk Hogan in the Hulk in the Hulk Hogan movie. Man, he is just when I think like some of these dudes can't get any fucking bigger, man. Think, <laughs> he's on the rock diet, dude. <laughs> he's, he's, like like I'm just like staring at these muscles and I'm like, I, I don't even I don't even know how humans can get that big. And it's just like because he's like a normal like he looks normal like when he's not like doing exercise but like he's pushing this tire and like you just see like just like they're not even veins they're like like mountains and like ridges like he's got like a zipper or something and he's right so big. he's gonna be the best hulk hogan like i'm so excited for that movie. <laughs> gonna be better than the real hulk hogan and less racist yeah. too right. <laughs> <laughs> One hulk. yeah I've seen, I've seen that pushing the tire thing and his arms are just huge they look bigger than hogan's to be honest with you oh they're definitely bigger just like that John Cena did a kids movie called um, what was it? it was he was a firefighter I can't remember the name but he is like the biggest human being I've ever seen in that movie like he's gonna he's gonna see where he's gonna like jump in the shower and stuff like that and it's just it's like a cartoon character like he looks like Popeye and uh, it's funny to see him now because he's kind of like slimming down for you know his last couple of roles you know in Fast Nine and uh, Suicide Squad because he's got to be like a normal human being I mean normal for him he's still you know jacked but in this this these these movies, man, he's just oh man, him, the Rock, man. They just get so big. Hugh Jackman and now Chris Hemsworth, some big fellows. They put their bodies to the ringer. <laughs> no, yeah. no, one, no wonder yeah. Wolverine doesn't want to be or uh, Hugh Jackman doesn't want to be Wolverine anymore. It's the exercise it takes and the, the diet and stuff. It's, it's supposed to have a cheeseburger and sing. Seriously, it's like can't you, you just like CG in- that shit? Put my face on somebody else's body. <laughs> Like a Terminator Genesis. Uh, yeah, he did. They did it in the other one, um, Salvation. Oh, that's right. My bad. Genesis yeah. came back as an old. Term. Yeah, just yeah. like Dark Fate, and oh, they were all I bad. It. it was so bad. It was terrible. Good. Dark Fate is the Devon of Terminators. <laughs> Fire Devon. He's <laughs> terrible. Oh, jeez. Oh well, what can he do? Um, we all had so much hope for that movie too. I know. I didn't like. So it makes it. it so much more disappointing. I know. I try so hard. I was talking about this on Don't Be Crazy. Uh, Dark Fate was the like aside from the very first Terminator. Uh, Dark Fate was my first one not seen in the theater, and and I was okay with it. I, I was I had come to terms with there's no way I'm gonna like this movie, and then when I got a chance to see, it, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to push all my expectations aside and just assume that I'm going to be pleasantly surprised. Who knows? Maybe maybe they'll delight me. And and it didn't. It did <laughs> I was just like, God damn it. This movie sucks. Oh, well. Yeah. I did see it in the theater, and uh, I can tell you, it sucks on the big screen as much as it sucks on the small screen. That's too bad. The size of the screen was not the problem in this film. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it had a lot of problems. Terminator, oh, Terminator well, logic doesn't even work for me anymore. I think that they have just huh, put time travel like rules and logic in a grinder, and and it, it just doesn't work anymore. Yeah, to the point um, to where like if they announce a new Terminator movie, I would I wouldn't even be excited about it. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, it's it's just a franchise that they, I mean they've killed so many times. I mean, we've had three stinkers in a row, and and like and, like. Titanic bad sneakers, like like no, nothing redeemable. The last two have nothing redeemable about them. You know, Salvation has got maybe a couple moments, but like 
Genesis and uh, and Dark Fate, yeah, they're they're just garbage. Mm-hmm. I so I think what was cool about Salvation, on paper anyway, that it was that it was going to be a, a future movie. You know, we're 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 not dealing with the '80s or the '90s. Now it's it's happened. Judgment Day is come and gone, and now we are dealing with the aftermath. And I thought that was, I was very excited about that, especially when Christian Bale is coming off of Batman hype, you know, like he's, he's the man of the hour and everybody wants him. It's going to be great. And then I just, I wasn't into it. <laughs> Got that like, epic fight scene with the, the, the DP. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Going all crazy and yelling at everybody. That was a McG movie, right? Is that it? Was, it was McG. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's pretty much the kiss of death. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really like um, oh, Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels, Angels, that's too. it. Oh, there you go. I like Four Charlie's Angels. Angels. I think it's I, fun. The first one's not bad. Yeah, I never even saw the second one. It's not good. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, well, that's all I got. Do uh, you guys got anything else to add? Uh, well, if you want, I have two lists. I can give do you it. the option if you want, or if you want to cut the show short to do that, too. No, let's, let's do a list. It'll be fun. So so I have two lists. I'll let you choose between them. So in honor of Suicide Squad coming out, uh, I have uh, <coughs> I have created two DC-centric lists, one of which I ranked the uh, the top, the, the ten most recent uh, movies that you would consider to be the DC Extended Universe, and the other list is I went back to Batman 66 and ranked the 30 DC films since Batman 66. So uh, I'll let you decide if you want the short list or the long list, or you want the long list in short form. Oh, wait! There have been thirty DC films since nineteen sixty-six. Since Batman sixty-six, there have been thirty. Wow! Really? Yeah. Like a Swamp? Are we counting like Swamp Thing I, TV so, movie? So there, there, there are two Swamp Thing TV movies that I did not count, but I did count okay. Batman sixty-six. Technically, a TV movie. Okay, uh, let's go with the short one. All right. So the short one only compri- oh, is only comprised of the more recent DC movies that began with uh, Zack Snyder's relaunch of the properties in uh, Man of Steel. Uh, so there are 10 of them, 10, 10 films proper. Uh, so we'll kick it off right away with film number 10 on the list, which is, of course, Suicide Squad, the movie that we're about to see the sequel to that we are so excited for. Uh, I did not like Suicide Squad at all. Uh, I know that Randy was a huge fan of it and is going to want to fight me over these words, but... Uh, I don't like Suicide Squad at all. Do you, Randy? I enjoyed it. I I actually did enjoy it. I mean, it it didn't really live up to the hype of the trailer because the trailer kind of blew everybody away for it. And then uh, it just kind of felt like we were just getting a longer version of that when when we finally got the movie. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of the Joker in it, but I was appreciative of the fact that we got a little bit of Batman. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm down with it. Really looking forward to checking out the, uh, the sequel here shortly. Yeah, I uh, can't wait. Uh, number nine, uh, rounding out the Harley Quinn of it all, I have Birds of Prey as my ninth favorite a DC movie. Uh, did either of you ever see Birds of Prey, The Emancipation of One Harley Quinn? Yeah. I did I as own, well. I own it. 4K. 4K? You've seen it in yeah. 4Ks? All right. <laughs> I'm a fa- I like anything with uh, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. I think she's so great. She's in this new movie called Kate, and it's like fucking John Wick slash Atomic Blonde, and she just fucks people up. I saw a trailer for it last night and she's like this this contract killer type person and, and she gets poisoned and the clock's ticking and she's got to take down the guy that poisoned her and before she dies and it's like this two minute trailer of her just driving really fast and kicking ass and I'm excited for it. So anything that she's in, I will watch. Nice. It went from 6 to midnight in that in the Cavender house. Yes. Number 8 on my list is Batman v Superman, a film that came out on my birthday I had such high hope for, and uh, it just was not good. Ba- Batman's re- or Bruce Wayne's response to immortal God who shoots lasers out of his eyes who can't be beat is to do some, uh, do some pull-ups. And uh, while it looks cool and I love watching Ben Affleck work out, uh, not the best Superman strategy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really like the beginning when he's racing around in the carnage of Superman and Zod fighting and the city's just getting destroyed all around him. I, I like that. And he keeps looking up the sky and seeing these two gods just going to town. I thought that was kind of cool. 
Yeah, it was called the Karate Kid 2 Death Store. Like, the movie takes place right after the one from before. And I, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Number that? seven on this. Yeah. Why'd you say that name? <laughs> Number seven on the list is Justice League, a film that was supposed to bring everyone together and just tore everyone apart. And I'm counting all versions of the Justice League, the Zack Snyder version, the regular version, all versions that I will never, ever watch again. So they are all the same. So. <laughs> Ever? Ever, I, I, ever? I mean, I can't. I can't. I mean, I'll never watch the Zack Snyder Justice League. I, I'm never going to have four hours. You know, with my four hours, I want to watch Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, yeah, I just, I just, there's not, there's not enough on there to to make me want to watch it again. Um, but I, who knows? Things might change. Maybe we'll get it. Maybe the Snyder verse will be resurrected, and I'll have to just kind of revisit it to refresh myself. But I don't plan to ever watch Justice League ever again. No. Yeah. Uh, next on the list, number six on the list is going to be Wonder Woman 1984. One of the first movies uh, in the Warner Brothers deal that uh, was uh, made the movie theatrical and video on demand on HBO Plus, Max, HBO Max. Um, I, I think it was underwhelming, and uh, I think uh, there was a lot of, lot of, lot of silliness, as, uh, as uh, George Clooney's character from Tall uh, would say. A silly man. <laughs> silly man, I'm a barrel. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was a... Christmas Day in the morning release. Yeah, and it was sad. They, mm-hmm. wasted their, they wasted their return of Chris Pine's <clears throat> Steve Trevor. Um, just yeah. to clarify, this is your list? Or is this that is my your list. ranking? Okay. My list. I'm, I'm happy to be wrong. You So you put <laughs> Academy Award winning Suicide Squad in last place. Dead last. That's, okay. <laughs> I love how you I, worded that. I have it. I have a twenty-two out of thirty on the long list. <laughs> uh, next on the list, at number five is going to be Man of Steel. Uh, Man of Steel is, is an interesting film. I, I do go back and forth quite a bit on it. There is there's a lot of good going on in Man of Steel, uh, so I, I do I do give it a lot of props for some of the things they're doing. I just think that Zack Snyder did not want to make a Superman movie, and he made a Superman movie, and. I feel that it shows, but I know that other people have very, very high regards for Man of Steel. Yeah, I I you really like it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, um, what do you call it? And on the Don't Be Crazy podcast, we did Man of Steel, and I tried my hardest to convince Zach that it was good. Um, but, I mean, th- there's a lot of takeaways, and I think if you... I mean, uh, when did you say it was the last time you watched Man of Steel? Was it pretty recent, or has um, it been a while? It's probably been, yeah, I'd say, like, maybe two years. Mm-hmm. So, I really like General Zod in this movie. Um, I, I like his his transmission that gets translated to all languages on the planet, where, you know, he's like, I come from a world far from yours. I've journeyed across an ocean of stars to reach you. I think that's so fucking cool. <laughs> I love that, and just like hearing him talk, like uh, Michael Shannon, he's such a badass. And in the event that he ever plays a good guy in a movie, it is an absolute treat. He's an awesome bad guy, but when he plays a good guy, he is just this—he steals the fucking show. He's such a badass. Love him so much. I don't know if you've ever seen—I uh, think it was Midnight Special. Is that was called where where he's got that little boy that he's trying to get to safety. Holy shit, that movie's so awesome. I uh, just I love him as a good guy, and I can't say enough of good stuff about him. And just just thinking about him as General Zod right now is getting me excited. So I am biased. Uh, I like the movie. I know that you guys you guys saw it together. You went to a press screening, and I know that you weren't impressed. Uh, you know, we're all pretty big Superman fans, and and it was a different kind of Superman movie, and it wasn't for everybody. Um, I just think it was an interesting take, and I like the idea of it being different. Uh, as opposed to just the same story over and over and over again. Yeah, and I, I can would appreciate. Say, yeah, and I would say putting it five. I know in no way think it is a bad movie. I don't. I don't particularly care for the Krypton scenes, and we're on Krypton for a long time. But you know, I'm always a sucker for Smallville scenes in any Superman movie. You know, some the Smallville scenes, the Pocket stuff. The, a lot of times, that's my favorite stuff. And, and I, I think that Man of Steel did a great job with the Smallville of it all. Uh, I think I do agree. I think Zod was great. Um, you know, I, I think that 
one of the things that I always have a problem with Superman in a lot of his movies, he fights people who aren't superpowered. So there's a lot of times he's fighting Lex Luthor and it's not like super duper interesting. But I, I do like that in his first go out, he they put him up against, you know, uh, General Zod. So we got to see superpowered being against superpowered being God on God, just and then we got to see just how insignificant all of us are. Right. Yeah, I like that. And then, and I did think it was weird for uh, Pa Kent to just be okay with a bus full of kids dying. <laughs> I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> calm down, guy. Uh, I don't know anybody that wouldn't try and save you know this bus. And I get that he's trying to protect his kid, but I mean, this big picture stuff. I I, I don't know. It seems kind of weird to me. I didn't I didn't yeah. like that. I thought that was kind of. I mean, I I didn't. I may be uncomfortable. I, I do think that it was interesting to have that portrayal of of uh, Pa Kent be that way. Um, and I really liked his mom. I thought she was so awesome in the movie. And there's so much, there's, there's this wholesomeness about it. And, you know, my favorite scene is is him as a little boy with the cape, the red cape around him. And he's pretending he's a superhero. He does the stance, puts his hands on his hips like he's a little teapot. And I fucking love it. I'm here for it. And uh, I will let you continue. I will say no more. No, no problem. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. I, I I I too love Diane Lane as as, as uh, Martha Kent, uh, and you know I think she's one of my favorite parts about some of the future movies, like when Justice League, when Superman comes back, and it's kind of like, you know, when his mama sees him, you know, and there's a, there's a scene in you know, Superman Returns that I didn't get the first time because, uh, you know, when Superman they think he's dead, and uh, you know the Ma Kent from that movie is just waiting outside of their house. I'm like, why isn't she inside with? Oh yeah, that's right. No one knows. Superman's Clark Kent. But yeah, that scene you mentioned about him talking about, you know, letting a bus full of kids die, you know, it, it's a very interesting scene and Kevin Costner plays it really well because as soon as he says it, like, he just reacts like, I can't believe I just fucking said that. I hate myself for saying that. Uh, you know, and so it made me really understand Pa Kent in a way I don't think I got before. Is like, that he just doesn't understand. Like, you know, as a parent, all you want to do is to protect your kid, but what does that mean when your kid can lift a bus out, a bus full of kids out of a lake? Uh, you know, you can you even still protect him? Um, and so, yeah, I, I was really, really happy with Kevin Costner's portrayal as Pop Kent. John Kent. Uh, all right, number four on my list is going to be Shazam! It's such a fun movie. It's such, such just like happiness, and uh, it, it, it has that kind of wholesome quality, you know, like we had mentioned with uh, you know, the Smallville stuff of you know, what would happen if you were a kid who just had to say a word and just got superpowers and how would that change your life and stuff like that? You know, it was like big meets Superman and uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. I saw it in Chicago and the movie theater I was at was apparently in what I thought was a bustling like entertainment center, but it must have everything closed while I was in the movie. So I like literally stepped on like Chicago night, like with like no lights and nobody around me. I'm like, well, this is where it ends for David. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and Mark Strong's in it for crying out loud. Yeah, he's the bad guy. Always. That's another yeah. one. Whenever he gets to be a good guy, it's also a treat. Because he's always uh, a bad no, guy. He's always a bad guy. Uh, number two, I have, uh, it would probably be a controversial pick. I have Joker. I, I recently watched it again. It's a, it is an interesting film, and I, I just, I struggled. I didn't know where to put on the list. You know, I, I wanted to put it lower, but the more and more I thought about it, the more it would kind of deserve to be a little higher on the list. It's it's definitely a swing for the fences type movie, and uh, when it connects, it connects. Um, so you know, and I'm a big fan of Todd Phillips. Yeah, it's, it was. I watched it in Seattle. It was on HBO. I mean, I know it's I own it and it's on demand and all that stuff. But when you're in a hotel, you're at the mercy of whatever is playing, you know. So, um, but I, I watched it too, and I forgot how much dancing there is in that movie. <laughs> dances a lot. A lot. Yeah. Yeah, the clown prince of crime and dancing, getting down. Yeah. And of course, that means number one is Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman! (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So yeah, so that is my my, my countdown of the ten. If you would like, I can, in really quick succession, read the 30 if if you really, if you really, you seem really interested, Justin. Let's save that for a later one, if you want. Sure. Save save that for next time. Yeah, I am really interested. I can I can hold off on it though. Randy, uh, have you seen all of the DC films? There are thirty. Of them. Um, 
I mean, I'm sorry. All... Have you seen all of the ten that that David just rattled off? Have you seen those? Yeah, I have seen all of those ten. Yes. Is his list similar to yours? What is your top three for DC films? Ooh. Um, Wonder Woman is probably still around one for me as well. Um, Batman eighty nine um, would probably be number two, and. Maybe Dark Knight for the third. We'd round up my top three. That's respectable. Two Batmans and a Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, I'm surprised uh, the, the Wonder Woman. Thirty is, is is littered with Batman and Superman movies. <laughs> well, yeah, it's all they made for a while. <laughs> this yeah. a lot of Superman movies. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, cool. I can't I can't wait for the time where we rattle off these 30 movies um that'll be fun <laughs> well next week i'll be 31 i'll i'll keep my i'll keep my mouth shut and let you just rapid fire because i can talk about these movies all day long but it's probably about the well probably about 10 of them people like yeah that that, that makes sense you know but, mm-hmm. but jonah hex and superman 4 of it all you know there's not a lot to say about <laughs> that's true jonah hex i fell asleep let, let's let's uh, do it next week because we're going to be talking about Suicide Squad then, right? So we can kind of cap it off with your uh, your thirty one DC movies in order. Sweet, I sure hope su- the Suicide Squad is high up on the list. I'm pretty excited for it. Well, thank you for listening to another fun and festive episode of the Geek Legacy Podcast. Uh, remember to check out the other podcasts that we have. Of course, there is the Pixelated Podcast, so it's by Stephen K. James talking about the video games, and then you got fucking the Don't Be Crazy Podcast, hosted by Mr. Zachary Rancourt and myself. It's a lot of fun. Last week we did Planet of the Apes. That was awesome. Uh, we even had a special guest uh, who's not an ape, but a talking man, if you believe it. And um, it was a lot of fun. And this week we're actually going to be doing the Suicide Squad. So lots to talk about there. Um, hopefully you've seen it. Because spoiler alert, we are going to deep dive the shit out of that movie. And uh, looking forward to it. Um, in the meantime, also be sure to check out the Escape Pod podcast hosted by Mr. Randy Van Dyke. It's his favorite podcast of all time where we are watching the Star Trek The Next Generation in order. Uh, I think we have done nine, I want to say 19 episodes. Yes. Uh, somewhere around there. <laughs> and uh, we have finally have more yays than nays, and it is amazing. So watch it along. Have a good time. Uh, let us know what you think about each episode. If you, too, are a yay or a nay for each episode. It's always a lot of fun to, to hear the listeners' opinions on the matter. I guess that's pretty much it. You keep rocking and rolling. Get your shots. Don't be licking no street signs, because you will get sick. Thank you so much. <laughs>